0: This is the Revolution Leadership Podcast. My name is Chris and I am your host. And here we believe that everything ultimately rises and falls on leadership. Here we're going to be sharing with you time-tested principles, giving you practical examples, and sharing relevant stories in order to equip you to lead wherever you are. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I have the pleasure of introducing Mr. Clay Caldwell to the show. Uh, Clay is a dear friend. A respected leader. Um, I don't know about mentor yet. Yeah. You don't have enough gray hairs, but. <laughs> right, right. But uh, love Clay <laughs> lots and I uh, just want to say welcome to the show, Clay. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, kind of what you do, and what you love doing.
1: Well, first off, man, thanks so much for inviting me to be here today. And um, my name is Clay Caldwell. I'm Student Life Activities Manager at Caris Bible College in Woodland Park. That's what I do. And. Um, you know, I love Colorado. I'm a prodigal son that returned home, and so moving to Colorado was uh, that coming home, and I went to Karis, graduated from Karis, and um, you know, just knowing how much God loves me instead of the opposite of that was a real revelation for me here. Because I always thought God was disappointed, and I mean, my life decisions were disappointing anyway, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, but um, yeah, moving to Colorado was awesome, and, and you know, there's the things that we learned at Karis, you're a Charis graduate too, and yes, sir. Um, you know, there's just some awesome revelation that happened there with how much God loves you, but, and, not, not but, and, and the, being in Colorado, I have hook, line, and sinker, mm. everything to do here, um, I finished all the Colorado 14ers, there's, there's uh, 58 of them. Dang. And uh,
0: I thought I was thinking like the number was in the 30s. But yeah, yeah, I did
1: all, all 58 uh, Colorado 14 years and I finished uh, I think two years ago when I did that. And there's always like, um, what's the, what's the next adventure? People ask me that. It's like so what are you gonna do next? And so I went and climbed Kilimanjaro in uh, January 2019, and then uh, it's September right now in 2020. But uh, in July this year, just a couple months ago, I did the Colorado Trail. 500 miles hiking Denver to Durango. Dang. And uh, had to come off twice because of COVID, but mm. I, I finished on on trail days, uh, 24 days on trail. And, uh,
0: Jeez. Yeah. man, <laughs> sounds like you fit right in here, man. You yes. Fit right in. Sheesh. So you're a mountain guy, obviously. Were you into like hiking and stuff before, like when you were not in Colorado, or did you come back and then you were just like, I have to do this? Um,
1: I think, you know, like I just had like many years in drugs. Mm. And I think there's always this adventure, and like in my story, I just feel like um, it was misplaced adventure. Mm. Mm. And I think a lot of people that I see they're struggling with like uh, substances and things like that. They just have it. They have a misplaced uh, sense of adventure.
0: It's mm. a really good way to put it, man. Uh-huh. That's huge. Yeah, I think that. I think that it's really easy to try and control people sometimes yeah. if they're acting out instead of saying, "Listen, you actually have a ton of potential that we just need to learn to mm-hmm. sort of." Refocus and put into something mm-hmm. else. So, yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> I love it, man. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, your title is Student Life Activities, Activities Manager. Manager. Yeah. Manager. Okay, yeah. so what does that involve?
1: So, um, last year we had a blast. Yeah. So, um, um, I had it set up for registration. You've been through the registration process, it wasn't always the most. Fun. Right. And so when I got brought on, I was like, how can we make registration week fun? And then not only just fun, but I think um, just with Karis in general, here's my plug for Karis. But it, it's, you know, the, the curriculum is not hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just show up to class and take tests. It's not difficult. But what God is doing in your heart, mm-hmm. that's hard because we're selfish. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, no, I don't want to change God. Yeah. You know, and so um, w- one of the things that I just I love about, about my role is like connecting people, mm-hmm. and like if in, I, in my mind I just thought if you can get a, a solid friend base, even during orientation registration week, then you're really set up for success. So when yeah. when the trials come, when whatever whatever comes your way, you have like a group of friends that can say you can make this, Chris. You're gonna you're gonna survive this. Yeah, let me help you with your tuition or whatever the the case may be mm-hmm. for people. So, um, whitewater rafting trip right off the bat. You Know uh, we, we did that uh, last year. I do um Keras uh now night of worship is what that stands for, and so twice a month we're getting together and sharing, sharing food and and um and doing worship. In a the way I like to say is that we're super structured 8 to 12 mm-hmm. in, in, in class, yep. but I always want the the nows and any of the extracurricular stuff to just be fun, mm-hmm. and if there's if you know people tend to. Get on, get on the, get on board with that. It's yeah. not like I don't have to go around correcting people.
0: Right. You know what I mean. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so for those of our listeners who don't know what Caris is, yeah. yeah, it's just a quick overview of what Caris is, um, and obviously, as you've probably heard, I graduated from Caris, um, so that's how Clay and I know each other. But just give us a quick, quick overview of what Caris is and kind of what they do.
1: Yeah. So basically, the first two years, I like to say they're foundational. So everybody's pretty much in the same classes. And then third year, you're going to choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Our business school, we have a worship school, creative arts, focuses on theater, ministry school, media, uh, practical government, um, and uh, global training. Mm-hmm. Yep, so if you want to open up a Keras or open up an Andrew Womack Ministries office somewhere in the world, Got it. go through that. Cool.
0: And I graduated from their business program, mm-hmm. which is why I'm doing podcasts. now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's, it, it, I highly recommend it. It's a great, great program. Mm-hmm. Uh, changed my life. And Clay kind of mentioned before. There's a emphasis on uh, just the message of grace mm-hmm. through the gospel, and uh, it's changed lives. So, uh, good place. Yeah. So. All right, let's let's jump in a little bit. I got kind of just a few questions for you. Sure, yeah. Um, I would love to hear. I'm sure you have many, but maybe just one or two stories, kind of pertaining to leadership, mm-hmm. um, whether that's kind of through your position at Caris or um, just through maybe some things you've you've observed hiking mountains mm-hmm. or being outdoors or even pre Caris or whatever. Just yeah. I'd love to hear maybe a couple. A some couple nuggets. stories of that. Some nuggets would be <laughs> would be great. So tell us a little bit about readership, some things you've observed. Maybe a couple of stories you have. You have
1: to read. You have got to be a forever learner. Mm-hmm. You, and and the the more that you read, it's like you just discover people that you think have it all together don't. Mm-hmm. They're just excellent at trial and error. Mm-hmm. And so like reading helps give you ideas. That's why I, like I just I saw so much growth happening at, at the ministry that I just like. I want to be somebody in a meeting that has something to say. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to hear my voice talking, but some, some content. I want to be able to be a contributor mm-hmm. in meetings. And so I just started reading a bunch. So even if my ideas weren't used in a meeting, mm-hmm. at least I had something that was a different angle. It's like, that's not really where we're going with it, but that's a good idea for maybe something later or whatever. It's yeah. just it's the, the importance of reading is, is huge. And uh, just being a, a forever learner... Is if you want to be a good leader, that's that's probably number one. Mm-hmm. Is just being a good learner and listening, even to stuff that, like I listen to some stuff and I'm like I don't like or agree anything mm-hmm. with what they're saying right now. Mm-hmm. But what that does is confirm what I do believe.
0: Right, and I'm sure it gives you perspective as well, and helps yeah. you to kind of uh-huh. understand yeah. other people. Ooh, I don't opinion. like what they're saying, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I read it. Yeah. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. so what are do you have like maybe two or three top books, or what's on you reading right
1: now? Um, I finished a Blue Ocean Strategy today. It's about marketing and like coming up with something so creative that it really sets your business or ministry apart from anything else. Mm. Um, one of the books, uh, one of the references was uh, Cirque du Soleil, it was a piggyback off of Barnes and uh, not Barnes and Noble. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Barnum Bailey, the the circus.
0: Barnum, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So they figured out a way to cut the animals, mm-hmm. which was a huge expense, and then create a show that was not just kids, but for mm-hmm. adults too, mm-hmm. with a higher ticket price. And it was, you know, that was one IBM, Apple, all the, you know. Um, you're, you probably are watching this from a yeah from <laughs> an Apple product right idea. now. They they they've just you know they had this own unique idea, mm-hmm. um, and then I started a book called Presence, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just now getting into that, and it's pretty good right now sounds deep yeah it is (laughs) like just being happy with where you are Mm -hmm. and if you're aware of your surroundings and like things might not be perfect but um if you can just be comfortable and you know there's a whole whole god factor that goes into that Mm -hmm. i trust you god and i can sit here and be in the midst of a storm and i'm okay i know that this is going to pass um so
0: presence being present not presence like i get yes yeah Yeah. like being here with you gotcha
1: (laughs) yeah um I think some I love Patrick Lencioni, like, pretty much anything he's written is good, the advantage, mm-hmm. um, five dis, uh, uh, dysfunctions of a team, um, I, I really like a lot of the stuff he says, he's always providing, like, solid content every mm-hmm. time, um, I like Tim Ferriss, he's not a believer, but I, I like to hear how, the way his brain works, mm-hmm. um, is pretty fascinating, because he's just such an explorer with uh, the human body uh, diets, and he's a... Um, Angel investor. Anyway, he's just he's pretty fascinating, and he goes after. Um, he's got a couple of books, Tribe of Mentors, and uh, Tools for Titans, where he interviews people that are experts in their field.
0: Mm.
1: And anybody can be an expert.
0: That's think, what I'm doing right now with you, Clay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But, I, like the the fascinating thing is, like, if you want to be an expert in the field, you just go after it with everything that you have, mm. and you just don't give up at it. You know, unless there's like you have limitations, and you're just, you know, like. Some people can get vocal trained as much as they can, but they're just—it's yeah. going to be a hobby, not a yeah. profession, you know. Yeah. But yeah. keep going, keep doing yeah, sure. it, keep at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, good. Yeah, those are some of the good books that, that I that I've read. Just really, um, I, I'm just inspired by other people that get it, that are inspired and they create something. Elon Musk. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, his story and just like he just there there's no there's nothing he can't do.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's his mentality. Like when you get into right. that place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, you, you kind of attract the way that you are, I uh-huh. guess. It's uh-huh. kind of the law of attraction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that we like to say a lot is that leadership is connecting people to a task. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, in all of the reading that you've done and the information that you've gathered, mm-hmm. how do you actually get that into real life? Because I think it's really easy, especially nowadays, where we have Google and just mm-hmm. infinite information, it's really easy to have a lot of knowledge But then at the end of the day, it's like, how much of this are we actually getting into reality? So have you ever seen someone do that really well? Or have you ever noticed maybe in your own life what, when push comes to shove, how do you actually get that stuff into reality instead of just having Mm -hmm. it all in your brain? you know what I mean? Yep.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, i got two really good leaders, you know. Um, And are you familiar with the Global Leadership Summit? Yeah. Okay, so I'm a huge fan. Every August... My calendar is blocked off. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything but showing up, being at the global leadership. All right, two two days, and they always are bringing in these leaders from different kind of areas. Um, and I I'm, I'm gonna mess this this quote up, but there's something about a leader that like if you're my employee, I've got to tell you how to get to the finish line, mm-hmm. and then be and, and you be able to know like your check marks. Like I know that I'm getting close to the finish line because I've done this, and so that provides a healthy environment for. A staff member or mm. as a leader if you have a youth group or whatever it's like this is where we're going to go mm. this is how we're going to get there but you got to do the work and here's how you do it right right you are winning or you're, you need you have room for improvement
0: mm. yeah
1: <laughs> and so when you have that kind of balance it helps you to get to the finish line
0: yeah that's good man yeah i think i think it was john maxwell that said something like you know if no one's following you you're just taking a walk <laughs> so a lot <laughs> yeah. of times people think they're leaders but it's like yeah. they don't have any followers yeah. walk so I've
1: been thinking about that lately. Yeah. <laughs> These two leaders. Uh, one was a guy, his name was uh, Clark. Um Roger Clark at uh, he was my one of my first real bosses at Chick fil A. Okay. And it was like he, just the way that he built our team. I mean You worked at Chick fil A? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no way I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, in high school I was a, a team leader okay in high school, had the key and was a night closer. Nice. Um but that but a lot most most Chick-fil-A's are just wired that way. They just really develop a healthy um, culture. I don't know what yours, you work there, yeah?
0: No. No? Uh-uh. Okay. No, I have uh, one of the girls I graduated high school with her dad actually owns uh, the franchise here in the Springs, a couple of them, I think. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I got some friends who worked there, but I, I never worked there myself. I just I just th- to eat a lot of their food. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: let me swipe my act. Um But there, there was such a healthy um, environment to work in. You mm-hmm. knew what the goal was. And then there was like it was fun, and there was perks. Like if you know you make the, you squeeze the lemons for the lemonade, and so there was like contests, and like you know so and so had the fastest case of lemon squeeze, and so <laughs> you got a raise if you if you beat the oh, wow. yeah for lemon
0: squeeze, yeah,
1: uh huh, and fastest trash run. There was all kind of like contests, but huh. it was a lot of fun. Um, and then I had another. I I, I still talk to um, uh, Scott McCurry. He's a I was a corporate trainer at Macaroni Grill. I was the head trainer at our store in Little Rock, and he was the general manager, and he was being promoted to area director. Mm. And so, his phases of being trained to move up, he was training me so that I ended up becoming the area training captain. Oh, wow. But it was like he taught me systems. Mm. And when you have systems in place, it, it, like it's like we're going to do everything we can to fix this. Like we go into trouble stores. I've moved to different cities and worked in those stores while he was working on the store. Yeah. And um, systems. Systems means we're gonna do everything we possibly can to make our Friday night successful. And if it burns to the ground, we've done every single thing that we possibly can do yeah. to make it successful. And I mean, we, we knocked it out of the park a bunch, but he just, he was such a good uh, mentor that way. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're, you know, you're listening to this, you're hopefully wanting to be a better leader, you need to have a fantastic, awesome Jedi master <laughs> leader. Yeah, And then have, you need to have like a couple of terrible leaders. Mm-hmm. Because you need to have the balance of both. It's like when you with a terrible leader, it's like I'm never going to treat people. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, fill in the blank. I'm not going to. I see how this person is treating people, or doesn't know what they're doing, or whatever that bad leader is constantly doing. Mm-hmm. You need to have that experience. Plus, you need to have the balance of having like a, a rock star leader. And so you can see the the, the two. It's like I'm never going to be like that guy, but I want to be. As close to these guys as I possibly can. Mm,
0: that's good. I love that. I think I think that's one thing I've always looked for in my life is like, okay, who can I constantly be learning from? Mm-hmm. And I think one struggle that I've had and that I've talked to other people about is how the heck do you find those people? Because it's like, what do you do one if those people aren't available? Uh-huh. You know, is it just a matter of self-education and hope you're doing it right? But mm-hmm. two, it's like, how do you know if you have found that kind of person? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any advice for maybe? seeking out mentorship or, you know, that Jedi master status. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of let's just let's just, you know, picture Star Wars or, you know, a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Typically if you kind of study archetypes or whatever, the master sort of appears mm-hmm. randomly in the time when yes. the student doesn't know he needs to be a student mm-hmm. or he's having an issue. Yeah. Um so I think sometimes people can wait for that to happen, mm-hmm. you know, and they they think, okay, well the guy's just gonna appear. But sometimes you have to really go seek that out. Mm-hmm. So would you have any advice for maybe how to find that kind of a person?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it depends on the person listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. Because if you're really hungry and you find a good mentor leader, he's going to tell you stuff that you don't like.
0: That's good.
1: And if you bounce out and leave going looking for another leader or a mentor, mm-hmm. you've missed the boat. Mm-hmm. You hear me? <laughs> that's good. <laughs> if you found somebody that's really good, you need to stay with them and just, just take the beating. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> So, so, common you, know, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, a common denominator is that a good leader mm. will tell you what you don't want to hear yeah. for the sake of you growing, yeah, and improving. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's
1: That's tough, good. too. I mean, like, when okay. you have a good leader like that, you know, that, you know, so don't, it's, you know, the, I know some people just church off church, they bounce to all these churches, but, you know, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, but like, th- there's a prayer thing. God, I'm really looking for somebody to be a mentor to me right now. Mm hmm. And then and just be alert and aware. If you're asking for it, God's going to do it. Yeah. And so, uh, when that person comes along again, stick with them. You know, mm-hmm. until like you feel like I need. You know, whatever the the season is like, it might not be your mentor. Might not be your boss. Mm-hmm. Your mentor might be something outside. So you might need to do some shopping too. Sure. But who do you who do, who do you listen to? Are you putting yourself out there and, and educate? You know, like with TED talks, with books, pastors. There's teachers, you know, how much information are you collecting? It's like, you know, this is the path that I really want to be on. Mm-hmm. And then you need to pursue people that are a couple steps ahead of you. Like I asked, like when I did all the 14ers, I joined the 14er uh, meetup. I asked in the Facebook page and I asked tons of questions, even if they were stupid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But it's like I can take anybody out now. Right. Right. You know?
0: I think that's good, too. And bring them back. Being, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think you touched on something good because the ability to not be afraid of looking stupid uh-huh. is really important because mm-hmm. being able to say, hey, I'm asking all these questions or I don't have it all together or whatever, takes a lot of humility, mm-hmm. but it also means that you're willing to grow. And I think that the best leaders are constant learners and they're always growing and they're not afraid mm-hmm. to be like, all right, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. Am I, I might look like I do but I don't so mm-hmm. I'm not here I sure that's a, that's a mark of a good leader yeah so good <laughs> Yeah. I love it man hey guys this is Chris with just a couple quick reminders first if you want to be on the show I would love to have you uh, we're doing a new Q&A section at the end of the show where we tackle your questions pertaining to leadership And also, if you know someone that we should feature on the upcoming episodes, maybe a leader that you respect or admire, I would love to interview them. So you can leave us those questions or that information in the voice notes in the section that's below the podcast where the URL is. Secondly, uh, a great way to continue to support this podcast is a couple ways. Number one, uh, if you become a financial partner with us, you can actually partner for as little as 99 cents a month with us and that's uh, the really the main way that we can continue to, to produce this content. Secondly, if you like and comment and subscribe, share and leave us a positive review uh, on whatever platform that you subscribe to for this podcast, that's gonna help us to get the word out about the show also. So thanks a lot for listening and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. So say we've got some younger up and coming leaders listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine you probably had younger guys and girls underneath you when you were working for Chick-fil-A yeah. or, uh, of course, mm-hmm. in your position here. Um, if someone who is, you know, the next, if you had to give a couple words of advice to the next up-and-coming generation of leaders, what's something uh, that you would say, or maybe what's something that you've noticed with kind of the younger generation that might differ from maybe someone our age or someone older? What's What would you say to someone like that?
1: You could have the most let me get my English right, the most perfect plan.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know it would be flawless. It would, it, you you even thought about the way that you would execute, or execute this idea in life. The best thing to do, even when you have that and you have people underneath you, is to be able to listen before you roll it out. Mm-hmm. And it, it, again, that's a specific conversation, but to be a good listener. Like before, you know, does anybody have any ideas about, this is how we're gonna climb this mountain. Mm-hmm. I, I know how we're going to do this, mm-hmm. but there might be something that I'm missing, and they might just have like the the key to unlock something pretty mm-hmm. supernatural. Mm-hmm. And so, to be a good listener, like that that just goes in general. Like every time you feel like you have to say something out loud, why don't you take it? Take twice. Take it. Just take a deep breath and just. <laughs> tell, I, there was a book called uh, "Thanks for the Feedback." Yeah, and it's it's like how do you receive feedback from people, even when you don't like it. And so one of the lines in there, the one liner from that book was, "Take a deep breath, and tell me more about that thing that you just said that I don't like, because <laughs> there's probably some truth in it. it's like Oh, so if we're ever in a heated conversation, I say, "Tell me more about that."
0: Oh man, <laughs> bring the pain. <laughs> tell
1: me, tell me more about that. Through your teeth.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's good. So pain, pain. It sounds like maybe a common theme. A couple things you've said is pain is kind of evidence of growth a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you determine between like good pain and bad pain?
1: I don't know. <laughs> you, just, you just take it all? Yeah, you just take it as <laughs> like, man, embrace the suck is what we say on some of the, you know, some of the mountains. You just have to. It's part of it's part of the journey. Um, avoiding it is the worst thing you can do. You just need to lean into it. Mm. You know, now if it's something like like unhealthy, you need to get out of that. I'm not saying that, but there's just certain um, situations you're just it's like, out, like I think we were talking about this before we started the show Um like right now all the fun stuff I do for Karis is on hold because of COVID mm-hmm. everything's just on pause so I'm kind of in this season where my job is to connect people and I can't
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything that I'm such a, an achiever like I am I love seeing results. I love putting people together and then seeing like teams form together and, and all that kind of stuff. So all that stuff is on hold. So mm-hmm. as a leader right now, I'm asking myself, how do I not get depressed in this time? How do I, you know, what is it that I can do? And it's like, for me, it's just a great time to start new habits in yeah. the gym. Even like when I don't feel like reading books, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the more I can be active in my unactive space right it might trigger something that might be mm-hmm. the next big thing for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: so good. even though it's like and it's, it's like just embrace the suck it's just part of the season this is not gonna last forever yeah. but right now it feels like it's never gonna end yeah like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of feel that way yeah that are you know when is this ever going to end? 2020, yeah. you know, hashtag, is this ever going to end? Right. <laughs> you know.
0: Right. New normal, all that stuff. But what leaders do
1: is they rise above it. Even like, I mean, I'm, I sound like I'm confident, but I'm telling you, it's it's a real tough season. But I'm just not going to lay down. Yeah. And just not do anything. Yeah. And you have to fight through that place to like, what, what does God have next? Because mm-hmm. I know it's amazing. Yeah. And so what am I supposed to learn? I'd like to learn it quicker. Yeah. uh... Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's good. I I read a book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Yes, yes. And it's a fascinating book for any of you who are readers. I would highly, highly recommend it. Even if you're not a reader, just just learn to read and read it. Or listen Uh, to it.
1: It's on YouTube. You can get it for free. Yeah, or listen to it. Mm -hmm. But
0: basically, Viktor Frankl is a a psychologist during um, the Nazi regime. And he gets captured, put in a camp. And he observes those who made it out of the camp alive from the perspective of a psychologist. And he was one of the survivors. And he, um, so the first half of the book is him detailing kind of everything he observed. And then the second half of the book is him basically explaining, okay, I've developed this thing called logotherapy, which ties man directly to his purpose or his meaning. Um, And he developed this whole... Uh, mode of psychology and treatment based on meaning alone because he figured out that the guys who actually made it through were the guys who had some kind of meaning to attach to that was external to their current circumstances so I think that's so important during hard times is that if you have kind of like a bigger yes or a bigger why um, to help get you through the hard stuff I think that's gold Mm -hmm. and that'll help kind of sustain you so I'm curious do you have What's your bigger? What's your bigger yes or your bigger why right now? What's a, apart from sheer willpower alone? What is the thing that you're attached to that's keeping you going through this time? What's what's inspiring you at the end of the day when you lay your head down, showing this is why I'm doing this.
1: So I told you, like I was a prodigal son for so long, mm-hmm. and so if I can help one care student stay in the race mm-hmm. and not quit, then I've won.
0: Yeah, like
1: I've won that day. Yeah, or you know, like even in like if I don't see any results right now, even just having just small talk conversations with people that I'm kind of developing a relationship with that if something happens in their life where they're like, I have nobody, I have Clay, I can call Clay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so just establishing those relationships, like even though I'm not getting to do what I want to do right now because of all, all, all the restrictions and stuff like that, I still have an opportunity to have like one-offs with students. Mm-hmm. And like more than anything, I want to see people do everything that God's called them to. I don't yeah. want them you know, dropping out of the race and, and uh, I mean, if you're listening, Jesus is the way. Yeah. If you want peace, that's where it's at. Good. No other way is going to give you that. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, like a hardcore revelation that I have. And that if I can help anybody, um, d- d- even nudging closer to wherever God's called them to be, mm-hmm. then that's that's a win. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Man, want to be your friend, Cole? <laughs> I think we're friends, brother. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what's uh, just a couple, couple little last questions mm-hmm. here. Um, what's like one or two little nuggets of truth, or like saying, or little proverbs that you feel like are kind of eternal uh, stakes in the ground that you can say this is something that I'm leaning on that is true, mm-hmm. no matter the age, no matter the generation, no matter the time. Mm-hmm. What are a couple? What are a couple of those uh, little nuggets of truth that maybe you've gathered through your life? Do mm-hmm. You have any? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Um I think one of them is uh, you know Carrie Pickett. She's one of our teacher uh, teachers, and she's the new director of Karis and, and one of the parties. She she has a class um, life foundations. I think this is where it comes from, where she's she's like, what is your life message? Mm-hmm. Like if you could teach one more, whatever your last message to thousands of people, and then right after you teach that message, this is it, and then you die. Mm-hmm. What would you? What would be your life message? And and I think for me, there's been a lot of healing on in my heart about. You could be saved you could be living on fire for the lord but sometimes and um you might be believing lies about yourself or god and so i really am i i believe in inner healing the ministry it's not about digging up old bones but just like there's just places in our life where we're either resistant to god and there's a reason for it mm-hmm. and so when you uncover whatever that lie is uh, and you put in the truth of god in that place there's healing there mm-hmm. and so it could go any like when bad things happen to you, you adopt like certain ways of thinking that are not the way that God created you to be. Mm-hmm. Who your true identity is, mm-hmm. and so um, if you're listening to this now, it's like you're really str- you're on the struggle bus with something. It's like God, what is the truth in this? Situ- what's the lie? Expose this lie, and then what's the truth? And if mm-hmm. you can, you know, do that, you, you, there's the freedom mm-hmm. that comes along with that. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one of my big life life messages. If I, if I would teach something, it'd be that. It's good. You know, because there's God created us so unique and, and, and so, um, interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: And, for sure. Yeah. Being who you're supposed to be. I think even with that book present, just being present with like where you at. Yeah. Um, what else? I just think there's, I, you know, something I learned on the Colorado trail was that we are so, we are capable of way more than we do in our daily life. Hmm. And, and that means it's like. You, you, you. Like I've been finding myself in half days. Like I'm putting in a lot of work doing a few things, and then the rest of the day I'm kind of zonked, or just you know, just not being real. And it's this this fight through this 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 season, you know. Um, but we're capable of way more. And so it's like, what can you do today that's going to help you um, do whatever it is in this life? So when you turn 80. You look back, and it's like I've done everything in my life. I'm not, I'm leaving nothing on the table. Yeah, I'm gonna do it all.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I told you about some of the adventures. I'm already starting to work on the Everest trip because I'm gonna go do the base camp. Oh man,
0: and
1: that's that's. I think that's probably what I'm gonna do next. But it's like you know, what is it that you're doing today? And If you like, what is it? What do you want to do? Like it, it, when you if you think about your life being, uh, you get to 80 years old and you look back and you have regrets, or anything, you can start right now. Mm-hmm. In his baby steps. To get to the top of a mountain, you're doing one step in front of the other. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. How do you eat an elephant? Well, by yeah, time. yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's good, man. Awesome. Final <laughs> question. Yeah. Uh, who's one of your favorite leaders in the uh,
1: Well, I mentioned Scott. He was like just such a good mentor. And it was this, this whole, like, this is how we're going to get... Um, um, to, to the place of success with this with this store and all the other stores that are missed mm-hmm. excuse me <coughs> and um, and he was so good at you know here's the blueprint now you need to just go do it mm-hmm. and so there's like there's a lot of structure but not like uh, micromanaging yeah so you need you need to have somebody that's giving you like the blueprints like this week our goals are these mm-hmm. do these things right here yeah and your job is to do this so it's like a Assigning your role, and like you know, which like if your mentor, leader, boss, whatever is really doing a good job of telling you what your goals are Mm -hmm. and then following up, not in a micromanaging way, like you haven't done this, you haven't, you know, right? Not like in a nagging sense, but it's like he was just really good every week. We sat down and then like gave me the information, and I rolled it out to the team underneath me, Mm -hmm. and so he was excellent in that. Um,
0: yeah, that's good. I remember Paul Milligan. One of the things that he taught in business school that I loved is he says, when you have a problem, don't throw people at a problem, but throw a, a tool or a system at a problem. Mm-hmm. And it sounds kind of similar to what you're saying in that if there's an issue, um, if you have an established system or something that people can count on every mm-hmm. single time that's routine, that provides a lot of peace for people. Yeah. Because if you're if a, if a problem comes up and then you react emotionally and you're like, okay, so and so, go fix this. Yeah. That's, it. people are, are uh, not expendable is the wrong word, but they're temporary, yeah. you know, and people are very limited in their capacity. We're amazing, but we're also limited. If you can develop a system and you can show someone consistency in an area every time or a tool that solves the problem, that gives people a lot more peace because they're mm-hmm. going, okay, I'm the one operating this tool or I'm the one who fits into this system. The whole thing isn't totally on me. Mm-hmm. I've got some structure to work with it.
1: Well, even like pulling that person off their job. When you say, get all emotional, it's like, you go do this. You just pulled them from the job that they're supposed to be doing. Right. Now you created another problem. Right.
0: worry. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right, man. But I need to, <laughs> I need to stay over here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It's true. Good. Well, Clay. Yeah. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on to the yeah. show. Maybe we can have you again sometime.
1: Thanks a bunch, and, man.
0: Uh, yeah, any, uh. Any way that we can help promote you, or uh, I don't know, a little bit about Karis, or we to get a hold of you if people want to, or
1: yeah, Instagram, I'm Adventure Clay okay. on Instagram, and I post up uh, pictures and videos of, of things um, that I'm doing. I like to try to. I think you know, like I'm not, I don't post things to to be uh, brag about stuff. I really hope that people see some of my posts and get inspired to get to get after it and go do something. Mm-hmm. Cause that—that's—I I just meet a lot of people that are just so stuck in life, mm-hmm. and it's like it's, you're just one step away from doing like the craziest adventure of your life. Yeah. And it's like just—just just do anything mm-hmm. if you're stuck. Listen, if you're stuck right now, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clay just—Clay just imaginarily slapped <laughs> yeah, <yeah>, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the the person. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who are not watching no listening, <laughs> just go do
1: anything. If you're, like, especially like I know. But people that are super depressed, you need to start doing something for somebody else. Mm. That, that, that mm-hmm. jump starts, the, the, your whole system is like, I um, it, I used to have a hard time with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, I had a great Christmas. I had a great family growing up, but for some reason Christmas was just a,
0: huh.
1: and um, got to go serve at the Wind River Reservation last year. Yeah. And it was like doing something for other people that t- took my focus off of like Christmas. My wife is like Elf. She's this She, she snowed up here in, uh, in the Park and here in Colorado. She wants to put the Christmas tree up. And I was like, I came home. I was expecting it to be up. You know,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> bah <I'm> bah. <laughs> Yeah, personally, I have a I have a personal goal to uh, to sort of be Santa Claus when I'm older. So yeah. I got to work on the beard and stuff. But I think I could probably pass if yeah. I gain a few pounds. And,
1: yeah, you know, all that, that's so. good. But you can do stuff for other people though. That if you're stuck with something. That, I found that to be good,
0: too. It's good, man. Well, Clay, thanks again for yeah. being on the show. Uh, this is Chris, and we are signing off. All right, that wraps up this episode, and if it's been helpful to you, please be sure to leave us a positive review and share it. Uh, we would love to help get the word out. And remember that banners are hailed at the beginning, and medals are awarded at the end, but leaders are forged in the long, dark in between. If you're leading, you're taking the greatest risk. Thanks for being a part of the Revolution Leadership Podcast, and we will see you again next time.